0: Welcome to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast, where we dive into the discussions and practices that guide you back to your wild and true self. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, creator and vessel for my business and entity, Wild Woman Healing. Together, we partner to create community, connection, and opportunities that help you to release what doesn't serve you, upgrade your frequency, and expand the inherent wisdom within your heart. I'm so grateful for your support, energy, and presence, as well as joining me on a journey in this podcast in rewilding yourself. Together, we will uncover the wisdom, creativity, and capabilities that already exist within you. Together, we will reclaim our right to stay wild. Wild, wild. 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 Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I'm your host and creator, Riley Hedberg, along with my business, Wild Woman Healing. Um, and I'm really excited about this episode today as we've got a lovely guest on the show hannah Pollock, um and i've had her on the show twice before um and if you want to go back if you haven't and listen to the other episodes that i've had her on uh those will be in the show notes as well hannah is one of my dear friends and uh sisters in this lifetime and she has so much wisdom to share and today she'll be diving into astrology um I'm heading into my Saturn return, and so I feel like I've been just thinking about astrology a lot, and I was like, I know we've touched on it a bit in the podcast, but we haven't really just um, had an episode um, specifically on this so i thought i'd invite her back on and then we could talk a bit about it um so yeah i think you guys are really gonna love this episode we had such a great conversation and i hope i can already um have her come back on the show and um share even more of her wisdom um just because there's so much in astrology honestly that we didn't cover and yeah I just love having her Uh, but before we get into the episode I wanted to share I've got my one-on-one rewild yourself coaching open for enrollment Um, and I did open back up um, 40 minute free connection calls so if you have any questions about um, coaching in general or working with me and what that looks like Um, if you have any reservations, you just kind of want to meet me and get in my energy and see if we would be a good fit, um, then you can schedule that. Um, And again, that's free. And yeah, we'll just kind of go over like why you want to do coaching, uh, what your goals are, what you feel like holds you back from that. It's a really fun time, one of my favorite things to do. So um, yeah, you can go onto my website and you can schedule that on my Uh, one-on-one coaching page I believe it's at the bottom where you can schedule that Um, and yeah I'm I'm open to taking on more clients right now so if you're a wild woman who um, wants to let go of fears and doubts about what's possible for you so that you can express yourself authentically whether that's on social media or in relationships maybe you want to take action on some of your dreams and desires and you're afraid to and you want to feel more capable of doing so then this is also for you if you're a visionary um, a trailblazer and you want to feel more content on your journey while also working towards your goals and your dreams and climbing those beautiful mountains then this is also for you too Um, so you can go onto my page sign up for that i've changed the prices quite a lot i've wanted to make it a bit more accessible for you all of you now that I have um, a more steady income coming in that's not just based off my business I was like okay wow like I can offer some of my other offerings for I feel a much lower price That way, um, I can make it more accessible for all of you women. Uh, So if you wanna go on and just uh, take a look, and um, again, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me um, as well. But I'm really excited to work with you and to meet you and to be on this journey together. Uh, And then I've also got the Uncovering the Feminine offering. That's gonna start May 1st. um, And that's gonna be six months long um, uh, it's one. I believe I have it at one, one, one a month. Again, I'm really trying to make this accessible um, for all of you, and this is going to be a sacred, beautiful community of sisters. So, if you've been looking for that community, if you're just kind of wanting to hear others share their stories, if you're wanting to share your story, if you're wanting to kind of release some of the ideas. Or beliefs that you have around what it means to feel safe in the feminine right feel safe to rest relax to be in the mystery um, to be in that creativity right to not always be on and pushing and going and not always judge yourself right and just to be more compassionate and acceptance of accepting of yourself and this offering is for you so again this is going to be we're going to have two sessions per month 90 minutes via zoom and, um, one part of this is going to be coaching and conversations. So we'll just kind of, you know, I'll do some spot coaching with you all. And then we'll just kind of open up the floor to have these conversations. Cause I think it's so important for us to be able to meet in that way. And then another part is going to be embodiment practices so that you're really embodying the things that we're working on with connecting and uncovering your feminine self in a deeper, um, more way. I, no, what am I trying to say in a deeper more cellular way i think that's what i'm trying to say um so i have some ideas of course but this is always subject to change uh, depending on the energy of the group and things like that um but so there's going to be um yin yoga class i'm hoping to have a cacao ceremony i'm hoping to have um, a releasing ceremony perhaps a new moon or full moon ceremony Um, we're going to have some rituals um some creativity um, and connecting to your creativity um, and more and I'm really really excited for this so if you want to sign up I again don't have a page on my website but you can always message me um, on social media on Instagram or Facebook and you can find those below in the show notes or you can always email me at wildwheeling at gmail.com to sign up for that as well Okay, so without further ado, um, we'll get into the episode today and I'll stop yapping. Um, But I want to say thank you so much for being here and for supporting me and the show. Please share this podcast, this episode with another wild woman who you feel like would get a lot from this. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, and all that goodness. And stay wild. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Wild women Healing Podcast. I've got the lovely Hannah Pollack back on the show. Woohoo. I think for the is this the third or the fourth time? The third time? Okay. Third time. Okay. I know we've had a few episodes, but I couldn't remember how many. Um, yeah, I just love having you on the show, Hannah. Um, so many listeners love having you on the show, and I've seen from the stats um and you have so much wisdom to share, so I'm just I'm really excited to have you again. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about something um a little bit more. The word that's coming to mind is like exclusive or niche, but I don't really think those are the mm-hmm. current. I don't know what words I'm trying to say, but we're going to be mainly focusing on astrology today. Um, So I'm really excited to learn more about astrology. And for all you listeners, I'm sure you're excited to learn a bit more too. I've actually gotten a reading from Hannah. Um, one time, and it was amazing. Um, and I think the reason I actually wanted to do this too is because I'm in my Saturn return, or it started recently, and so I've just kind of felt like things are shifting right in my life. And for some reason, I've just kind of felt like this call to kind of come back to astrology a little bit. Um, so I'm excited to uh, learn more from you. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So
1: Saturn just moved into Pisces, so yeah. you are this is just the beginning you're in for a treat
0: (laughs) yay so before we start I know I've asked you this question many times but I do feel like we're always evolving and growing as people so at this moment in time what do you feel like connects you to your wild woman self
1: opportunity is like this we are just talking a little bit before we hopped on the call that um I've been kind of seeking out that edge where I want to grow and connect to my intuition more because I was on vacation which is wonderful working pretty much the whole time working I'm putting in air quotes because um, I travel as a home health aide and so uh, I got to go apart be a part of that but I kind of got lost a little bit I think in that which is not a bad thing and I'm just kind of like okay I want to get back into that innate wisdom that I hold in myself that's very unique to me which in this Mm. case is the strong no I'm not ready but then there's that part of me that just is hungering for me to dive a little bit deeper and do the things that are slightly uncomfortable mm. and that to me feels very wild and very primal because it is a little bit untamed uh and uncharted territory so yeah finding things that make me a little scared and make my heart race that's how I'm feeling connected to my wild self.
0: I love it that's awesome and I think it's so needed for all of us right like stretching that comfort zone a little bit um, and getting out of our comfort zones and really proving to ourselves that we can do these things that scare us. Um, I mean, that's how we grow. And I feel like that really is a part of that wildness, that terrain. I mean, when you think about when we go out in nature, like you don't know what's going to happen, right? Um, Are we going to get lost? Is a storm going to blow in? Um, you know, where's the path going to lead us? Is there going to be a bear, right? Um, -hmm. so many things. And I feel like a lot of time we're at nature's, um, mercy in a sense. And just like life too. Yeah. We don't have any control. And so going on that path, it sounds like you're forging your own way, right? A way that feels really good for you. Um, but maybe is new, newer than it's, or not new, but like different than it's been in the past, um, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting, so yay. Yeah. So um okay. So diving into astrology, let's do it. Uh so I kinda wanna know like your backstory, right? Like how did you get into this? Um, what kind of drew you to astrology? And then in your perspective, like what do you feel like is really the essence of astrology or like the magic within astrology? Mm.
1: So much magic. I but what drew me to astrology uh it was kind of that little tickle of oh I'm really curious about this and it was about 10 years ago I was living in Seattle and I was walking around one of the farmer's markets and very appropriately so there was a woman who was doing birth heart readings at the farmer's market in Seattle and I I didn't know um, really what I was getting myself into I was just kind of like hey, this seems interesting. She's like, are you interested in a reading? I said, yes. And so I quickly tried to like text my mom and get my birth information. And actually funny enough, when I got that reading, my mom had thought, oh, my candle is leaking all over. Oh no. <laughs> uh, not trying to start a fire. Um, so interestingly enough, the The first chart reading that I got, my birth time was an hour off. uh, And so that changes things Um, and it can change things pretty drastically. Like, so I had all that information, all this information on my birth chart that was slightly inaccurate, but I was so invested in it, like very easy to go down a rabbit hole Um, And when I've given readings to people, I kind of, I don't want to say warn necessarily, but put that out there say, this is fascinating. It's intriguing. It's um, piqued your interest for some reason. And I just want to give you a heads up. Like, it's really easy to get lost in it all. Mm. Ultimately, um, within the container of astrology, we still have free will, which I think is important because... I I was a, at a point in my life where I was kind of seeking to understand myself in a different way, but I was looking outside of myself mm-hmm. and not looking inside of myself at the same time. And I think it's important to be able to blend those things together. And so went down this rabbit hole, eventually found I got my correct birth time got, and uh, yeah, I just have to say, like, uh, over the past 10 years, and it's it's kind of just been there. Like, I've been along mm. my, my. it's been along for the ride. It's been along for my journey. It's something that I tap back into. It's something that I refer back to, um, just as, like, some people would do, like, a morning Bible study, or they would mm. it's a it's a ritual for me Mm -hmm. to kind of tune into that and those energies in the morning essentially so it's kind of evolved from like a curiosity to kind of like this um anchor for me in my spiritual and my life Mm -hmm. journey to the point of I'm like I'm ready to share this with other people because I've I've lived it and I have worked with its magic and I I think that as us all being a part of nature, it's hard to, um, it's hard to deny that we're not connected in some way uh, to the planet. And so being able to kind of break that down for people and help them see the magic in that and all the different elements, there's so many different elements to astrology. It is just awesome because I think it's important to be able to zoom out a little bit and to not you know for me it's not scary it's actually very refreshing to remember there is so much shit that's bigger than me it really helps bring things into perspective um and so like through the symbols of astrology um has helped me kind of feel anchored in that journey but also kind of like in awe of Mm -hmm. wow
0: this makes sense to me Mm, man I love that and it's so true because I think I studied this in quantum physics like um of course everybody's got their different beliefs but basically when I studied that in like cosmology and consciousness it was saying that basically yeah we are the stars right like we're a part of them and so it makes sense like you know why we feel so connected to them right and we're all a part of nature and that you know that's been really helpful for me too is like you were saying, being able to zoom out a little bit um, and say, wow, like there is something much bigger than me, right? And maybe I'm um, a part of everything, right? Like I'm a part of the stars. And because of that, I'm a part of each person that I connect with. And I just think that's so cool because I think even though there's 8 billion people right on the planet, a lot of us feel kind of alone um, sometimes, and especially with like COVID. But knowing that we're all like connected in this really – wild weird beautiful way right it's kind of cool and for me that kind of has always helped me to be like okay what I do matters but at the same time it doesn't matter you know if that makes sense like because everything is so big and I'm only here for like in this human body in a small amount of time right and then maybe I become part of the earth and then the stars and right it's it's so cool to think of it that way because it It allows me to not be, I think, as stressed and um, about what I'm doing right as a little human um, in this world. Uh, So I think that's really cool. Um, And, you know, when I first got into astrology, too, I definitely went down the rabbit hole. Like I remember buying all these books, listening to a podcast about it for like hours and hours and just trying to figure out everything. And it was really cool. Then at the same time, I was like, wow, there's just so much. And I feel like I'm never going to figure it out um about myself and I feel like I'm still learning right um and I love that you know astrology has really been a part of you and has been a part of your journey I think that that's so beautiful it feels like you two have such a wonderful connection you know with each other like this beautiful ancient wisdom and then you as a human like Mm -hmm. together on this journey and now you're sharing this with other people I think that that's amazing
1: Thank you. Funny that you say that. I Last summer, I did a past life regression with my friends, Jane and Amber, and highly recommend it for those of you who feel called to do it. And so without getting too much into detail, essentially put into this trance. And one thing that was extracted from that experience was um, I had I had written out questions before I dive into it. I had written out questions before the session, and I was curious what my connection to astrology was. And so once I was under this trance, and kind of connected to this different level of consciousness, um, Shannon, who was facilitating it, asked that question. And um, it's like spirit is being channeled through me to answer that. It's not my consciousness answering. And mm the answer that was uh, um, uncovered was you speak the language of the stars. Mm -hmm. And that is something where I just am appalled because (laughs) there's things that you feel connected to and you don't really know in this lifetime or in other planes and dimensions. So it was neat to kind of have that just here now in this realm for me to have in front of me of okay, this this is the language that I can borrow from other lifetimes in this lifetime and be able to share the wisdom that is astrology.
0: Wow now that is amazing that feels Mm -hmm. i don't know how exactly you felt but it to me it feels very like validating almost like maybe you had a sense right i'm very connected to this wisdom right to like the stars and but maybe sometimes it's like not knowing why right like why am i so drawn to this thing Mm -hmm. and and then it's like getting that past life regression and like hearing that message come through i mean wow that is so beautiful like, yeah, just like being that intuitive, almost like vessel for all of these different lifetimes. Um, Wow, that is amazing. So when you give your readings, I'm curious, so is it like a mix of like in intuitive, like intuition sort of thing? And then almost like, I guess I'm not sure if like astrology is like, if you would classify as like scientific or like, I guess you said it's like a language, right? um if we had to put labels on it so is it like kind of yeah like a mix of like that knowing of like what astrology is right to you and then like a part of like that intuition coming through because I think there's a lot of readers um that do it in different ways right so I'm curious about like what your unique kind of take is on giving people readings
1: yeah absolutely it has a lot to do with intuition but also based on the principles that have been consistent through a astrology so it's basically taking uh you know your sun sign and, and yes you're a virgo and here are some common qualities of this but using the language the language that's authentic in that moment to that person as far as like what's coming through for them because everyone's so different and um, it's not one size fits all okay so you you're a Virgo. So therefore you check all these boxes and that's just who you are. And that's just not the way that humans yeah. are. <laughs> We're Definitely. not that simple, even though sometimes I get frustrated. It's not that easy. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it's also, it's, it's my voice is, may carry and resonate with people, um, certain people, and then another person's voice carrying resonate with other people it it kind of depends like you can be saying um something similar but it'll land on the ears that they need to land on and mm. in the voice and in the language it needs to land on that mm. yeah All resonant.
0: that definitely I get what you're saying that makes sense because it's not like you could be saying the same I mean you could say the same thing to everybody right but not everybody would interpret it that way so it's kind of like coming up with that language, right? Like intuitively of what mm-hmm. that person needs to hear in the moment, what's going to resonate with them. Um, yeah, I think that that's so important. And I do think sometimes, right, We like you were saying with the check boxes, we can be like, I'm like, for instance, me, like I'm a Gemini, so I have to be this. And for a large mm-hmm. part of my life, I was like, I don't really feel like, I feel like a Gemini, but at the same time, I feel like there's other parts of me, right? That are... Mm-hmm that are like calling, calling to me. And I was like, I mean, I get that, but like, I just don't see myself as bully that. And so I think like being able to like learn more and know that we're more than just like the sun sign, right. Or like the rising, because I think those are the big ones, right. That everybody hears about in astrology. Um, and then I think again, like anything, right. That, that we do or that happens, we can put it in, like put ourselves in a box with it. So I love that you seem to be like, keep reiterating the point, like, we have our, we can carve our own destiny, right? Like, we can still like have that choice to to be who we want to be and do what we want to do. Um, it just feels like it kind of like um helps to helps us to to get to know ourselves maybe a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. and then choose again if we want to take it on or if we don't, which I think mm-hmm. is great. Like having that sovereignty to be able to do that.
1: Absolutely, and so. I've, I've had conversations and readings about astrology with a lot of different types of people. Um, and there are some people who are close to me who are just very skeptical <laughs> about astrology. And I just, I mean, whatever, right? But I, when there's that curiosity that peaks and then they start asking me questions, <laughs> And you can just see things start to line up and they're just like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> it's not, it's not just like the horoscope you read in the newspaper or the magazines or online nowadays. It's it's so much more than that. And so that's what I get excited about sharing with people because it's like, okay, so there's, there's more than just this one layer. There's actually like mm-hmm. infinite layers because we are constantly changing or in motion the planets are in motion
0: Mm -hmm. um but
1: without getting too much into those layers um like you had said like the sun moon and rising or what i like to call the big three is really popular in like pop astrology that people say like what are your sun moon and rising (laughs) And I think if I were to be in the position of being on a first date, I would probably ask that question and not feel (laughs) weird about it at all. But that's just who I am. But so do we want to unpack?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be, yeah, like kind of, yeah, what they are. um, And then one question like I have, and I think people always ask me this is like, because some people say, right, like the sun is like, one of the most important things but then I think well me maybe I'm just gonna ask this from my perspective I always get the sun and the rising a little bit confused because I feel like in some ways they're similar but then I think it maybe depends on what perspective you're coming from so yeah if you could just like tell us like a little bit about them and like what they mean and that I think that would be helpful for all of us beginners out here
1: absolutely uh this is a great place to start That's the uh, I do a uh, brief readings i, I do certain readings just on the sun moon and rising sign um it's a really great place to start without feeling overwhelmed so the sun sign is the so as or cosmically speaking like the sun where the sun was passing through at that time of your birth there's 12 constellations in the sky each of the different zodiacs so depending on what time or what sign the the sun was passing through in the sky will determine your sun sign
0: Mm. and so
1: there's 12 different 12, 12 different zodiac signs and each zodiac sign each zodiac season is about a month long each so they're the sun is representative of that part of yourself that is most apparent so if you think about the sun in the sky it's illuminating so you're bringing forth the qualities of gemini in your own unique way remember we're not checking boxes and so you're having these qualities of gemini come through which Some qualities of gemini are communicative inquisitive curious very intellectual very um idea driven and so that part that part of yourself that sun sign if you think about like the solar plexus is also in likeness to the sun it's what drives you like the solar plexus and the chakra system is what drives you it's your willpower so this They're, you're taking these qualities of your sun sign, and that is kind of like your fuel. That's your mm. life force. Like if you were to have solar panels, that's what lights you up. That's <laughs> what gives you energy. And it, it can be super like these qualities that I listed show up differently for everyone, and depending on the sign, it shows up different for everyone. Um, so that is what people usually. That's their gateway. <laughs> Into astrology is knowing there's sun signs. Um, and I think just remembering that because you are a Virgo, because you are a Scorpio, just because there are these more pronounced qualities that are a general theme for the sign doesn't mean that is like your destiny. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean like, okay, I'm a Taurus and therefore I'm, I'm stubborn as fuck which is a very common thing, but it could, it could show up in different ways. So. um,
0: I love that metaphor that you used. I've never heard that. Well, not like metaphor. Yeah, the metaphor with the solar first, like the solar panels. That's so cool. And then I've never (laughs) thought about it with the chakra system, with the solar plexus, Mm -hmm. like connected and like, that's like your willpower, like kind of. Yeah. And I'm curious what you think about this, but to me, I I just love the masculine feminine energies. And I feel like the sun is like almost like that masculine, like that external, like the go-getter energy kind Mm -hmm. of force. I'm curious what you think about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, The sun is definitely a masculine energy. It's more active. It's pronounced. Um, It's very, um, what I'm looking for it's it's what drives us to act out, out in the world and that's a very masculine quality versus um, like the moon would be the more feminine aspect and so your moon sign is the part that kind of helps you understand how your emotions come into play so it's how you cross those emotions it's how you receive mm. the emotions of others it's what brings you into emotional harmony like it's more of those uh intuitive and quiet and potent parts of ourselves that are less seen like if you think about the moon it comes up at night things are less apparent at nighttime. it's harder to see it doesn't mean it's not there it's just fire and that is mm. the feminine nature where it it doesn't mean that we're passive in that feminine energy. It means that it's kind of like that emotional it's that undercurrent. Mm-hmm. And then the moon sign in in the case of astrology is your emotional undercurrent. So for example, like, and just to kind of give you an idea, the moon changes signs every couple of days. So and you can easily <laughs> If you don't have your birth time you can google um what sign was the moon in on this day in this place i do that for people who i'm just curious i'm like i don't no i don't know my boss's uh birth time but i'm curious like what's their moon sign and then i'll look it up
0: oh, um, okay
1: it's yeah like dip. so the more you know right yeah <laughs> So then you can be like, oh, uh, your your moon is in Capricorn.
0: That totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Just like studying gonna... all these people without them knowing. Oh, I definitely I have that. that definitely. But, oh, I do that too. Yeah, I'm always like, hmm, this person. I'm like, oh, I wonder what they would be. But I've never thought about that, right? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have all their information. I can't do anything. But yeah, now, sneaky, yeah. There's
1: so much. And just, I mean, if you choose to do that if you are curious, like again, that put people in boxes. You don't need to do yeah. that. But it is interesting when you see the qualities kind of line up. You're like, oh, huh, that's funny. Um, so like for example, uh, talking about how the moon may manifest emotionally for different signs. So say, um, you have a moon in Sagittarius. So this is kind of maybe taking it a layer deeper because we're assuming we know the qualities of Sagittarius. But if you don't, just move them quick. So for example, say, though, like say the moon was in Sagittarius, your moon is in Sagittarius, like that is in your natal chart. And so you can start to get a little bit curious. Okay, so Sagittarius is a fire sign. There is a lot of intensity um, that can come from pairing a fire sign in the moon, which is naturally like the element of water. Mm. And so there's a little bit of this kind of um, edge, I would say, in that pairing. And a Sagittarius moon, they have very strong emotions because that's that fire element and so for a Sagittarius moon that I know he gets very um like when he gets emotionally charged he has to express it in some way like it's not it's not something like a Cancer moon may just want to go hug themselves
0: and (laughs) really
1: feel it because that's what a Cancer moon might prefer in this case the Sagittarius moon that I know I can tell when there needs to be an emotional unloading of sorts and done done so in a way that he feels like he's being heard Mm. and so in that example in particular so it's just you may feel as a Sagittarius moon he may feel like he is very like more emotionally charged because of that like sort of fiery nature of Sagittarius like it's going to engulf versus um like say they distill down mm-hmm. or try to weigh and understand like if you're to have a Libra moon like you and me we kind Ooh. of wear often versus the Sagittarius moon they moon have like a lot of um, intensity and need to work mm. that so it and it really depends so looking up your your moon sign is a next layer that you can can take into understanding yourself and say hey so what is true about this like in me needing to um process my emotions come back into emotional harmony what's that's what sets me off balance and what helps me bring me back to center because unfortunately in our in our society there's not a whole lot of grace when it comes to emotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not to say it's not out there but I know my personal experience wasn't given the tools necessarily to express the emotions in the way that mm-hmm. I needed to so as an adult now, taking the responsibility and saying, like, well, what do I need to feel emotionally safe? What do I need to feel, Mm. like, what feels safe to me emotionally in sharing that, those intimate parts to myself, Mm. of myself with other people? And so I think the moon sign is a really powerful um, next layer that can be distilled into an astrology experience. Mm. Because for me personally, it's kind of feeling out it layer by layer. Okay, I know I know my sun sign. That feels good. I have an understanding of that. What's the next layer? And so you can dig a layer deeper and just really feel into it. Mm. Um, I like but that. But to answer your question, to answer your question about the rising sign, like what is the difference between a rising and sun sign? So kind of search the lines a little bit. So I kind of like to think of it as like, like the different layers of the earth. Like I don't even know them anymore. There's like the crust and the mantle and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that's all I remember too, stars. I
0: think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, those sound right. Yeah. Big, big school that wrote
1: that one really sunk in.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So the most superficial layer would be like the rising sign. So that's the grass, That's the dirt that we Mm. can see. Um, But seeing what's on the surface doesn't, just because we can only see what's on the surface, doesn't mean there is more layers to activate. So the rising sign is like that first impression that we give the world. So if you're just kind of, if you're at the grocery store or you're, at a conference or whatever and there's people around you who i mean we're, we're all antennas for energy so if they're like scanning the room and they pick it would be the initial impression that gets picked up on for mm. you um okay. so it's like okay so maybe you have a cancer Sun and you're actually naturally more reserved but you have a gemini rising and as Gemini being a more outgoing spine, the initial impression that you give off is that, oh, dang, this girl, this person is a, like, very extroverted, like,
0: Mm -hmm. look at them
1: chatting all these people up and sticking out these ideas, and that may be what we do superficially, but then it's like, okay, actually, that ego part of me that how I want to self-express needs. If I'm a cancer son with a Gemini rising, I actually may feel safer to take time to really distill all this information that I'm picking up from my Gemini, Gemini rising and do it in a place that's quieter. Mm. So you may come off as extroverted because you're Gemini rising, But then your sun sign is actually more naturally introverted. And it's like, Mm. it's not like you can't be both, Mm -hmm. but that's just kind of, it shows you how your initial impression may not actually be like who you are
0: Mm. um,
1: at your core.
0: That makes sense. I'm the opposite Mm -hmm. of that. So I have Gemini sun cancer rising. And I feel like that's true. Like, I mean, i i feel like i kind of am a little bit more I, I i you know like i do have my gemini so i do like talking to people obviously but i'm not really somebody that if i don't know people like let's say if i'm at the grocery store i go to a new place i'm not like trying to chat everybody up really even though i do like talking to people but i'm kind of like i'm just gonna stay in my own corner right or like place um so yeah it's interest that is really interesting to think about um But then, yeah, like I feel like deeper, I like to communicate with people. I always latch on to like a few people, and then I'll just talk their ear off. I swear, just like (laughs) (laughs) creating concepts. (laughs) And we
1: love you for it. Yeah, cancer, (laughs) cancer risings are not natural initiators in terms of going out and just striking up a conversation with anyone. I mean, if someone is to talk to you, heck yeah. I mean. You're going to open up like a bud turning into a flower. You're like, I have all this love to give, you know, if the conditions are right sort of thing. So,
0: yeah, it's kind of hard for me. It's like what you were saying about getting out of your comfort zone, right? So for me, going out and kind of like being the first one to talk or like going out and just striking up a conversation, I've definitely gotten better. at it. But oh, God, especially when I was young, my I was just socially inept. Like standing in corners of room, like no way, I'm not talking to anybody. Like, hell no. So it's definitely something I've had to push myself to do a little bit more. But even if I kind of get out of practice of it, I find it's really hard for me to do. Um. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. Um. And I loved. I've never really, like, I have heard the emotional side of the moon, but I never thought about it like correlated to with um the elements, like I kind of almost forgot about the elements and I know they're a huge part, for, but for some reason I didn't think about like, yeah, if like you had like a more fiery sign in your moon, right. And then it was like processing emotions, which is more usually like a feminine, like watery kind of, um, or about it, what would happen? I didn't even think about that. So that's really, really interesting. Um, and that's something I definitely, yeah. I really want to study my, um, boyfriend's chart now again, and like, go back. I have <laughs> but I want to go back and look at what his moon sign is because I really think he definitely processes his emotions in interesting ways. so I want to I want to look at that now. I feel like all the listeners too are going to be like, "Ooh, let me go look at yeah, moon signs of everybody I know now.
1: Well, tread lightly and <laughs> it it is it is really um it is awesome to have that information if people are willing to share that. I understand it very intimate for some people because for some people they just see it like a chart as a chart there's a disconnect but for some other people like myself there it is it is intimate so it's like okay for me this makes sense because there i've connected the meaning to who i am and vice versa um so if people are willing to share that like an intimate partner or a friend like that is a great place to express gratitude thank you so much for letting me see you in this way um and not using it as ammunition or excuse um <laughs> say like i know this part of you um so therefore like i know you better than you know yourself um mm-hmm. so like for example mm-hmm. like my partner is not super into astrology he totally loves that. It's a thing for me. And I have to recorrect myself back on course because I'm like, well, I know what your moon sign is and what what's going on in the sky with you right now. And so, <laughs> therefore, I know everything about you in this moment. But. <laughs> I uh, that's such a good reminder.
0: not <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do that too with my partner. I do that a lot with like his human design, too. I'm like, I know he's mm. a manifester, so he does this <laughs> because of this. and um, yeah, so that's really interesting to think about, yeah, and sometimes yeah. I forget about that, right? I'm like, yeah, I know all these things, right? but yeah my my partner's not into astrology either, but or human design, but he lets me do my thing right um Mm -hmm. but that that's such a good reminder right to not use it as ammunition and as a way to be like I know more and I'm up at this level and you are down here as a mere human right (laughs) (laughs) we all are yeah it's a really
1: good place to connect if you want like I I've sat down with my partner and I said, are you interested in connecting about this? Are you interested in hearing about this? And so I've read, um, I have uh, You Are Born For This by Jenny Nicholas, her book, Plug that. Bat. It's a great book for people to read and understand astrology in a very Mm. concise way she is amazing so i've read from that book like do you want to hear about your moon fine and then i just read what you wrote what resonates like how does that land for you um so yeah i mean it's just it's a great way to i think expand and explore with other people if they're open to it
0: yeah i think it's just a great way to yeah even just have conversations right like not saying they doesn't definitely have to like resonate with it, right, but even just like opening up that conversation, and I feel like talking about like I feel deeper aspects of ourselves that normally I don't think we would, right like it seems like it opens that door for us to kind of do that, um, like to get past some of those superficial layers and war into like the internal parts of us that maybe we don't always talk about or don't always see, so. I think that's really, I think that's great and that's beautiful. And yeah, of course, like, just being mindful too that it's okay if people don't align with it, right, or necessarily agree. I think that's something that I definitely had to get over my own journey with all the stuff that I do, right, is knowing it, everybody's got their things and I've got my thing and it's totally okay. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I think that's a good reminder for all of us, all of us listeners to um, just to digest a little bit. So I wanted to talk or ask you a question about um, the big one, Saturn Return
1: and what that
0: means, because I think that's a big one. I think that gets kind of tossed around, too, in like pop astrology culture is like Saturn Return. What does it mean? What's going to happen to me? Because I feel like a lot of time it's like my life's going to be. Uh, thrown over the rails of the ship right and you know it's it's gonna be terrible and crazy and so yeah I'm curious like what your perspective is and I know you just went through your own you just graduated Congrats! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, uh, of course if you only if you wanted you know just mention a little bit about how yours went or just talking about in general whatever you feel comfortable sharing with all of us
1: yeah well yeah. Saturn return is a big buzzword and pop astrology, and I think that without an understanding, it can feel very threatening. I think to people. Um, so just a little background: Saturn being one of the planets in our chart that has an influence, rotates around the sun roughly. 20, every 29 years ish and so when people are going for their Saturn return that means that Saturn is returning to the same point at the time that you were born and so the Saturn return typically takes a couple years so that means Saturn takes a couple years to work its way through one particular sign so we just moved from Saturn in Aquarius to Saturn in Pisces I had my Saturn return as Saturn was in Aquarius. So from March, 2020 to March, 2023, I was in my Saturn return. And you know, the, you just need to, if this is something that you're curious about, if you're a person who is a Saturn in Pisces, and this is something that you are just embarking on, just letting go of expectations and letting go of fear and knowing whatever will be will be um and if you are someone who has gone through your Saturn return which we have another one when we're at like in our like 50s and 60s so if you're past 29 years old thinking back to around that age and wondering like just just trying to think about maybe what sorts of things were um, changing in you at that time. Or if you've never thought about it, now you have some context. Like, okay, what was happening in my life at that during my Saturn return? Um, so to give you an example, during my Saturn return, if you have your birth chart, you can look at where Saturn, your Saturn is on and which house is going to be transiting through? We haven't talked about houses yet, but there's 12 of them. And so my Saturn was in Aquarius, was transiting through my seventh house of partnership. So over the last three years, my one on one partnerships, like in the more intimate way, like whether it be a working relationship or an actual relationship, underwent. Um, a makeover essentially and so it and it's slow like it's not it's not like ripping a band-aid off it's Mm. not like okay Saturn's gonna come tear shit up and you're just gonna your life is gonna be in a of rubble for the first three years which it might be but that's okay but Saturn is actually, the the energy of Saturn is actually um, structure and order. So when Saturn comes around, it's taking up all the loose ends and saying, like, cutting that shit down to size. Like, this is not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like trimming the hedges, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. just getting all, like, the little, like, sprouty pieces off the things that don't really fit anymore. Mm. And so, in that way, it can feel very disruptive, um, because obviously, up until that point when our Saturn return comes around, if we're paying attention, we have that we've we've been operating in this one way for that many years, and so when things start to change, it can be very uncomfortable because it's different. So, I had as Saturn was passing through my seventh house of partnerships. I have this, um, and I had this brain, has slash has, because it's still a work in progress, this ingrained sense that I just needed to be a lone wolf. No one's going to understand mm. me. I can do everything by myself. Like, I got this, like, not showing vulnerability, all that stuff. And so as I was working through my pattern, return like now in reflection I can look back and say okay this is what's changed over the past few years in my seven of partnerships like in my partnerships I now believe and see the value in n- needing to be vulnerable with the right people because we are not here to do things alone like this mm-hmm. is this is the truth that's been uncovered for me I'm not here to do things alone. I have people who love me and want to see me for who I am. And um, there's a lot of moments that really pushed me to start to create a new path where I said, well, it, this was the well-born path of me doing things by myself and never really showing my full self. And now, <laughs> it's hard for me to not because I Mm. I'll be in an opportunity of well here's a moment where it's uncomfortable because it requires me to be vulnerable or share a part of me that I haven't before Mm. but I can't not do that anymore Mm. like for me I see it and I'm just like I could do that but I just know that that's not serving me anymore Mm. and um you know for me the What had to be cut away was this idea that I was going to be abandoned. When I showed these parts of myself, I was going to be abandoned. And I think that being a big lesson for me is like, well, the more I am able to show myself and more often, then I'll be able to find the people that are right for me, the situations, the partnerships that are right for me. Even though it feels scary as fuck sometimes, but I just know that's essential in my journey, um, and living my best life. So,
0: it uh, it feels like you've almost been. Thanks for sharing your story on that. Um, and yeah, I can even see it's like sharing right now, right, pieces of yourself and being vulnerable. And but it feels like you have almost changed on like a cellular level, right? Like you're like it's like, I can't even go back to like who I was before, right? Like this is who I am. And I know that like this pattern that I was in, like wasn't working or these beliefs that I was in. And so it's like now like a new, a new path, right? That you're forging, like one that feels more aligned with you. Um, And I just love the way that you describe that because usually what I've heard with Saturn return is like, it's like the parent coming in and giving you like a swift slap <laughs> and <laughs> your life is turned upside down. I've never down. heard that. Yeah, that's, that's what so I've funny. heard. And so I'm like, wow, what's going to happen? This, gonna cra- this is going to be great. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be nuts. Um, And I like that, you know, yours is kind of like, okay, maybe it's not all going to happen at once, right? Like maybe it will, but it can also be really gradual because I think I have this idea in my mind that it's going to be like one big change, right? that happens mm-hmm. and I think that's maybe limiting my perspective and I'm sure I'd be curious to see other people listening like what all your perspectives have been on Saturn return right um and now listening to Hannah share hers right like if that's changed your perspective or anything um so yeah it's just I lo- I've been really loving everything that you've said because it's just kind of changed my perspective a little bit on what I think about certain parts of astrology um And I think it's opened up my mind a bit more, uh, which is really interesting because I didn't realize it was so closed to some yeah. aspects of this. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of makes me excited. And I love that, like the metaphor of like cutting, like trimming away, right? It's like cutting away those strings, right? Like of the things that aren't working anymore. I definitely feel like I need that. So in a way, I'm kind of excited for mine, even though maybe it's yes. going to be a bit tricky and a bit tough. Um,
1: oh, you gross donkey.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Grova. I know I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Let's go. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> yeah, which is his own thing to think about um mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm curious um because yeah, we are heading into Saturn return in Pisces. So I'm curious like there might be some people listening that are um going through that. I'm going through that, so that's one big reason I'm asking. Um but what does it mean like For like a Saturn return to be going through like a specific zodiac. Exactly. Mm. Like the influence of that, I guess.
1: Yeah. So it it can happen on a personal level and it always happens collectively as well for each of us because we're experiencing that whether we have a we were born with our Saturn in Pisces or not, like we are existing in this world, so therefore we will experience the ripple of energy of Saturn and Pisces, moving through Pisces, so for Saturn in Aquarius, you think about Aquarius being a sign of the collective, of the community at large, the humanitarian. And so if you think about Saturn being the planet of structure, order, discipline, you think about what is happening at a collective level, which is Aquarius, that is organizing in in an eccentric way, because Aquarius is eccentricity, too. It's an air sign. So it's thinking outside the box. Mm. So um, back in the 60s, when like the free love movement was going on that was Saturn and Aquarius so people are starting to kind of change um the dynamic of the world in a collective we're we're starting to expand our perspective of how we operate collectively Mm -hmm. it happened during uh or at the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. that is when Saturn moved into Aquarius collectively we experienced this huge shift Whether we're still riding that wave of um, maybe living life more um, intentionally—that's the shift in consciousness. The pandemic, when it first came around in March 2020, pumped the brakes on our our way of life, especially in the United States, where it's grind culture every day, all day, and then all of a sudden That was not an option anymore. Mm. And so you think, like, that is just an example of a context of Mm. okay, so Saturn is bringing order. Saturn said, hold up, okay, something's not working out. Aquarius was like, all right, we're doing this together and we're doing shit differently. (laughs) <laughs> and so that is exactly what happened and i think it's interesting there's still this like fight to go back to things way things were mm-hmm. like i'm putting that in air quotes like that's or the way that things should be i guess mm-hmm. um, which is not accurate because things are constantly evolving and so you think about like that pattern's essence of being the father uh, like the fatherly figure that's bringing order and maybe that's not a good example for those of us who don't have good relationships with our father but it's the masculine energy it's the energy that says um, I'm going to I'm here to uh, provide a container um, for your growth and it may be slightly uncomfortable but I'm doing this in honoring your highest good in doing mm. so as well. So the Saturn now in Pisces, Pisces is like the complete opposite of Saturn in terms of energetic qualities. Pisces is intuitive, it's feeling, it's boundarylessness. And so it's an interesting pairing. Right. So there could I dunno. It's gonna be different for people uh specifically who have a Saturn in Pisces versus the people collectively so it'll mm. just be interesting to see how those elements play out because i mean you're if you pay attention to world news at all i mean you can kind of see how these themes ripple out with saturn moving into pisces i mean there there's a sense of higher justice and law and order mm-hmm. in a sense where it's just like okay Pisces is pushing the boundaries of what was now acceptable mm-hmm. is not acceptable and Pisces is mm-hmm. the boundarylessness but Saturn's like mm-hmm. okay like let's let's just take this layer by layer let's just see what happens so I don't know I will see what happens um yeah that's interesting through Pisces
0: uh, that's interesting mm-hmm. with, like, almost like opposing forces kind of thing. Like, what is going to happen with that? Um, and especially with that, bu- like, boundarylessness. That's really interesting to me. Pisces feels very, like, mysterious. Maybe not as much as, like, Scorpio, but, like, etheric to me. Intuitive. Mm-hmm. So that will be really interesting to kind of think about. Um, and es- especially, the I just love that um, when you talked about um, the last, like, Saturn return in, um, which one was it? Uh, the February, what was the, What is it? What, what's Aquarius? the word? Okay. Yeah. There you go. I could imagine. I'm like, I know the month, but why <laughs> can I not think of the sign? Um, yeah. Like I didn't even really realize that. Right. Like collectively there was that big shift going on. Right. With like doing things different, like structuring things different. And that was something that I was going to ask too. Cause it feels like some people might be on board for like a Saturn return or like a new change. Right, and then there's other people that might be fighting it, right? Like I don't want this to happen. I want to stay the same, whether it's collectively or individually, because um, I imagine not everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to go. I think a lot of us are kind of like, no, thank you. I want to fight this, mm-hmm. and I don't want this to happen. Um, so I just find that interesting, right? That even now it's like we can still see the changes and that push for something different, but then a lot of opposition happening at the same time. Um, Yeah.
1: Astrology can give you a lens of understanding. That's, that's what it is in essence is a way to better understand yourself and everything that's happening in the world. So, in in a way I feel like that makes things more cohesive, like, when mm. we can start to see and understand the energy of that place, it's like, it doesn't feel so random.
0: Yeah. And
1: maybe people like to live kind of in that place of, well, anything can happen. Well, that's true. But also, what is what is what are the energetic undertones of what could happen? Mm. How can that inform, um, you know, the decisions that I make in my life? Mm -hmm. how is that going to inform my day today Um, so I mean getting your birthday well no you know your birthday birthday in your birthplace um, is a great place to start if you want to start digging into it Um, and I just feel like there's so much to learn like we talked a little bit about the sun, moon and rising and that's why that's a great foundation um Saturn returns since it's prevalent for you and the fact that we just moved Saturn into Pisces like just getting curious about that um and finding the information that lands for you like astrology isn't something to be feared it's not predictive mm. like we have free will and, and it's something to just be aware of mm. whether that's in your active consciousness, like I am someone who taps into astrology every day or if it's just occasionally or mm-hmm. once, that's mm-hmm. fine too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think there'll be a lot of listeners that maybe have not even really, like they maybe heard of astrology, right, but have been a little bit confused of what it means or like how it can kind of help them, right? Um, so I think that this is going to be really eye-opening for people. And so we've got a few minutes left. This episode has gone by really fast and I've we've only scratched the surface, which is crazy uh-huh. to me. So maybe we'll have to have you back on again to dive even deeper. But I feel like this was perfect, right? Just with um not to overload us all with information. Um but man, I could just keep asking questions about everything. Um just keep diving into that rabbit hole. So yeah. if you want to share a little bit about um your readings that you do and how those take place, kind of what they look like. And then um, too, if, I'm curious if you have any, you, I know you mentioned a book, but like resources, if let's say somebody wants to look up their chart online or something where they would go to do that um, as well.
1: Yeah, well, I love the conversation. Um, if you are wanting to do a reading outside of looking up your birth chart, I do 30 minute and 60 minutes reading 60 minute reading, 30, within the 30 minutes, we'll focus on the sun, moon, and rising. But I like to kind of keep it an open dialogue so if you have questions or if there's specific things that need to come up and out and talked about, that space for that. The 60-minute reading goes a little bit deeper, and we start to pull in some of the other planets and some of like Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, um, and there's still Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto as well. So it is very, each session is very individual. So you show up, you're getting a unique experience to you. That is guaranteed because I use my intuition to help facilitate the session. Um, and I'm just here to answer questions. <laughs> um, as far as resources go, yeah, I love the Chani app. Which is just for iPhone. These are all free apps that you can download on your phone. Um, There's also Astro Future. I use Time Nomad and Time Passages. You can start with one. I'm a nerd and have all of them. (laughs) Um, It's just just a blending, and and there's tons of pages on Instagram. Um, Mm. I listen to the Cheney podcast. So Astrology of the Week Ahead comes out every Monday. I love listening to that and just getting um, an idea of what's in the week to come. She's amazing. Um, Obviously, I've spoke to a lot of her resources. Um, Her way of communicating astrology resonates and is very clear and concise. Um, I also listen to the Astrology podcast with chris brennan and websites that you can find uh, a free birth chart is cafe astrology is a popular one um i think you can look some up also on danny's website and then on astrology.com otherwise all those apps that i had named you can look up your birth chart. And that as well. Um, so if you have your specific birth time, awesome. Otherwise, you can put in noon or 12 a.m. and see what resonates the most. Um, if you do have your specific birth time, that's how you can really start to have it be a little bit more intimate.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good tip too with the time thing because um, I I've definitely had a lot of people have questions about that before. Um, and thank you for all of those freaking amazing resources oh my gosh and i know you um i'm gonna include um a few of those in the show notes too and then um some of hannah's contact info too if you want to reach out to her to get a reading and sign up for that um but thank you so much hannah for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom with us again and just bringing your amazing energy wild woman energy onto the show i so appreciate having you
1: Thank you. I love talking about the stars. Love talking to you. Thank you for
0: having me again. And thank you to everybody that was listening. If you have any questions or any insights about anything, feel free to reach out to us with anything that comes up. We always appreciate it and stay wild. Bye.